campers. Welcome to Camp Good Boy Podcast. <laughs> Episode 79. 79. Oh, yeah. Another good Grateful Dead year. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and we got the homie Tad Moore. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, hey, how are you? The Midland, I think, going to 79. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Go to heaven. <laughs> Sorry, we're just finishing up. Uh, we were just watching Failure to Launch. <laughs> It was kind of like the last of the old McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember I, when it came out, yeah. He had like f- three more years of just shit McConaughey. He had more shit after this? Oh, yeah. He had uh, Fool's Gold, and then, let's see, it was just awful. Oh, my God. It was kind of like <laughs> fa- failure to launch in his, like, career. <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing was, nothing was going, nothing was, not, no, but nothing was getting him any respect. Yeah. Lincoln Lawyer, kind of the kickoff from the McConaughey yeah. yeah, Lincoln Lawyer started yeah. it. Also, you know that what started it? His, uh, his cameo on Eastbound and Down started it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, um, he was great as the, the agent on Eastbound and Down. Or he, no, he was just the, the scout from Texas. Oh, yeah, And he was right. gay randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, and so, yeah, he, it's pretty good because he must have had like a huge identity crisis meltdown. And the meltdown, he probably was able to channel into his roles because all his roles, he's like a little nuts. Yeah, Killer Joe. Yeah, uh, obviously a true detective. He's <laughs> yeah, right. out of his fucking yeah, mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dallas Buyers Club's a real underdog story. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas Buyers. But Club. wait, no, it was. Um, it was. Let's see. Uh, the the mid the early uh, the mid early to mid aughts were horrible to him. Right. We're not good. He he wasn't he wasn't making Oscar speeches. But like looking at this movie, Failure to Launch, with like Sarah Jessica Parker and like it was like a fat Bradley Cooper. Like <laughs> I don't what was going on in the world. Like it was. Just I don't such think a, any. What well, a strange time. The it was just like the Iraq War, uh, and like Nickelback. Yeah, Nickelback's and, responsible for this <laughs> time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know what like what else was. I just graduated from college. It was just kind of no, like a then, nothing time. Then all of a sudden, everybody got sophisticated. Yeah, I think just the the emergence of social media. Everybody became like with the emergence of social media, like Twitter. Everybody came cool and smart. No, a little bit more conscious of what they were like. Yeah, like would go look at and stuff like that. So he had uh, he had this. He had um, Sahara. Oh my god! He had that two was, for the money. We had we are Marshall. Yeah, I guess we are Marshall's okay. He fools gold. Yeah, there was a great. I remember I was going in New York watching a comedy show, and there was the trailer for Fools Gold with him and Kate Hudson in like a like a small like puddle jumper plane. Yeah, and and they crashed down into the ocean, and the comedian was just like, what? "So they die." <laughs> it was like, yeah, what is this movie? Oh my god! And then no, that the turning point was him playing the agent in Tropic Thunder. And then him oh, having yeah, a, that was yeah he was great. Oh, he was great in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, you know who well, Tom Cruise was great in Tropic Thunder. Is yeah, Tropic Thunder is a great movie. Yeah, but no. So 2006. That's the thing. Like nothing was happening mm-hmm. in, the, in the. I mean, there was just the Iraq War, but like in America, like well, I don't even know what was happening. Yeah, it was, Borat was out in 2006. That was about it for the year. Yeah, Borat. Yeah, Borat. It was just but a, just like but like what was going on. Nothing. No, you know what it was? You know, Obama was in the White House. No, not yet. Oh, he wasn't. No, it, was, it was still Bush. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing the show isn't fact-checked. But also, like, I, I feel like even dudes have, like, stepped up the way they look and dress. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, like because uh, like Bradley Cooper looks awful in this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, he just looks like a basic bro. <laughs> yeah, everybody was really basic. Mm-hmm. I think that's what yeah. it was. People expect more from TV and clothes and stuff now. Yeah, uh, that's, see, that's the thing. Yeah, you have to kind of bring it. Yeah, you got to bring it because everything you do and wear wherever you are is going to get lit up on the internet. Exactly. Yeah. So if, if you just look plain and and boring and stupid, yeah, people are just going to be like, get this off. Right. No, yeah, it's not like ironic. Like if you go normcore and you wear like cargo pants and like you know really big sweatshirt and stuff, like it never looks even ironically cool or anything. It'll just no, but no. Now like, you just look like you're going to a pill mill. Or or if you're like the shy shy of a where you just <laughs> dress like a fucking insane person. And now that's like yeah. the thing. That's the that's the look. Yeah. But like Terry Bradshaw's in this movie is McConaughey's dad. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Who was just like who should we get for this? Like let's let's forget all the other actors. How about the guy that fucking? How about the guy that used to play football? <laughs> yeah, it's just so. <laughs> Whoa, there he is, naked. <laughs> naked Terry. That's like basically naked Terry Bradshaw. Like my body is type is very similar to his. <laughs> I was just realizing. I was looking at myself naked before I got dressed to come over and do the podcast, and I was trying to figure out like. Because I've got some like good physical qualities, and then kind of some dad bod physical qualities. Mm. Basically, like look, I look like a as a forty one year old man. I kind of look like a seventy year old Terry Bradshaw. Is that the right? He's a legend. I mean, he, wears, a legend. he wears hats like you too. He wears those like Irishman caps. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Yeah. He totally does. <laughs> but like yeah, because he and he, I'm yeah. He's, he's one of the best quarterbacks ever. Yeah, I would have I would have to say that I'm about a uh, Terry Bradshaw. I got a Terry Bradshaw body. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. As a seventy, as a seventy-year-old, seventy-year-old Bradshaw, not like because I bet forty-year-old Bradshaw, he was like. Actually, I don't know if he was because these those seventies athletes were not that healthy. Right, they were like cr- crushing beer. Yeah, I don't think he was like jacked. He wasn't on like the TV twelve diet. Right, <laughs> I think I he might... was on the TV because his initials are the same as Tom Brady's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was just eating like fucking Prementi sandwiches and in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the the uh, and then Tad, you sent over a picture. You kind of look like a Vincent Gallo, like circa brown bunny right now. Oh, well, that, that's so nice of you to say. I thought it was more of a Belvin Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> 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 Is that a fleece jacket or a fur jacket? Uh, it's, I mean, it's not real fur. I don't think. I mean, it's a little Valentine's gift from Catherine. Yeah, it's a good looking, it's a good looking coat. Oh, nice. How was your, how was your Valentine's day? Uh, it was nice. Yeah, we had a uh, Frenchie with us and, um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I saw some videos of you at that French Bulldog. Uh, that was a good match for you guys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, no, I definitely want one. Yeah, uh, we might be go the rescue route. So. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you can't get a rescue dog. I, you know, I'm all, I think the rescues are great, and I know a lot of people get rescues. You got a rescue. Like, or my parents have, like, had three rescues. Everybody gets a rescue. But then I've got, like, my buddies that have the purebred French bulldog. Oh, they're incredible. I think if you're going to go the, the French bulldog route, you want to go, like, a, a non rescue. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Like, no, these I, dogs I, have I, had, like, I, under I these dogs. Really good looking dogs. No, and they've had, like, underwater births. Like, I feel like the dogs have <laughs> doulas for, for the births. Well, no, I mean, yeah. The, yeah French bulldog, uh, yeah, the, for, I don't know what there was something about French bulldogs. Why that seems like is I don't even is there even French bulldog rescue? I feel I like most people so. get French bulldogs and they keep them. Yeah, yeah I think you, so. you don't get. I mean, think about a French bulldog. If you interacted, you don't get a French. I don't care how big of a monster you are. You don't get a French bulldog and like go throw it in the dumpster behind a Chinese yeah, restaurant. Yeah, no. Nah, sell yeah. it for like two grand. <laughs> yeah. Like a hipster at Whole Foods, and then you sell it to like an old lady for like two. Seriously, it's like always the missing dog on the poster is a Frenchie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Wait, you're saying they're always missing? 
Yeah, they're always missing because they, they flip them. It's like a catalytic converter for a dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, – when most people, like, have to get rid of a dog, it's usually like, okay, a hurricane happened. We had to get our dog – we had to let go of our dog. Really? Mm. You couldn't just have your French bulldog in the right. car with you? Yeah. So I don't think they get left behind that way. And when two people divorce, it's like we can't keep this, like, black lab right. or something like we can't like one of us doesn't want to have the responsibility of a big dog yeah so they usually let the dog go but like a french bulldog it's pretty low maintenance yeah, yeah. You, no oh, one's yeah. nobody gets i don't think anyone in history has gotten rid of ever gotten rid of a french yeah. bulldog. so no i, I think no, that's the cool one because they're like feisty but they're like small and manageable yeah and they're like they got a cool vibe and they've got like a nice coat yeah they're yeah, uh they the, grunt and stuff it's well, they're like cooler pugs because, like, <laughs> pugs are just kind of like, yeah. <coughs> <laughs> like that Raja Randy Savage. Yeah, pugs are a little more gremlin and French bulldogs are a little more, yeah. French yeah. bulldogs are a little more athletic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Pugs just lay pugs, around. Yeah. Pugs are like French bulldogs on meth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the, yeah. pugs are like French bulldogs that did too much uh, coke and had to, like, get their nose, like, <laughs> yeah. they're like already laughing. <laughs> Oh, man. Dude, Molly scared the shit out of me today because I, so I ordered a bagel and I went out to go get it and I left my gate and my front door open. So I went to go get it from the left gate and picked it up. And then when I came back in, she was gone. She uh, wasn't in her bed. She wasn't under the bed. She wasn't in the tub. She wasn't in the bathroom. She wasn't in that back trash room. Mm -hmm. I, was, I, was, I was actually having like a, like a, the leftovers moment. Oh, that right. show where everyone disappears. I was like, where the fuck did my dog go? Right. It was like bugging me out. And then. I went out and she's just fucking over by the gate. The yeah, uh, the, the other gate. That's what they'll do to you sometimes. They'll disappear, <laughs> and it's almost like they're watching you. Look, so for them. she they she see. she ran out while I was getting my food. But I because I went in on the other gate, I didn't realize that she was over on the by the by the gate on the right side. I was literally I was like having like a mental breakdown. No, lost dogs are bad. It's like a lost dog is like a bad acid trip sober. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it totally like, is. I can't think like I don't even I can't speak for like a missing kid. I'm sure that one's up there too. <laughs> but like at least the missing kid, like the the thing's got some kind of ability yeah. to like process what's going on. Exactly. Like I'm getting kidnapped. Like your dog is has no idea. It's mm. just like in the van with some fucking dudes. Like yeah. Going yeah, off the to cops like aren't going to help you. It's just on a in a truck on the way to Tijuana. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. it's going to go get sent to like a dog fighting ring. Right. Kids can go to some missing kids center or something. Yeah, or get it sold into like child prostitution. But, this, but or see, something. this was weird because like <laughs> I I live in a, a in a gated courtyard, so I knew she wasn't like. I th I was like I felt like she, it's almost like she vanished into like thin air, mm -hmm. like in but in my home I was like what it the was fuck that is very leftovers. Oh um, no, it, it, it bugged me out and then yeah I've I never went heard of anyone ordering a bagel before. They just come in there. <laughs> the <laughs> no, through Uber Eats. <laughs> I know it's twenty twenty, but God, a bagel you gotta really. Well, that's one of those things where the delivery fee is more than the, the thing you're ordering. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like an eleven dollar bagel. I I I had to I had like a DoorDash disorder. I know. Like, I've, I've I, cut I think way there down. was like definitely like a um was it I don't remember there was like a, a code for it, but like yeah, I've cut way down. Um because yeah, that's where you're like Oh my god, I'm a piece of shit. Like I just ordered something that's like a dollar forty nine, and it's a six ninety nine <laughs> delivery fee. And you're just like yeah. on the thing, and it's like well, uh, I was feeling like shit because I would order something from a block away, and then I would go out and fake a limp, 
Oh, right. So it'd be like, yeah, man, oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, just, I hurt my ankle. <laughs> well, the thing is, is it's not always about, like, the walk. It's about having to go to a restaurant where, like, especially, like, if you work from home and you're not, like, in, engaged with people all day, like, mm. having to go to a restaurant yeah. can be, like, I mean, it's like having to go to, like, prison. <laughs> I mean, oh, or, like, general pot. To pick it up. Yeah. Pop. yeah. Like standing, like, naked in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and I always feel like, because I'm just, like, at home, like, working and and like I haven't had to like put on like any kind of real clothes all day or anything so when I go out into the world for the first time like I'm literally it's like I haven't been in civilization (laughs) I'm like Tom Hanks and fucking uh that island movie Castaway. yeah (laughs) Yeah. I just want to get out of there because now especially now that I don't drink it's like why what am I doing here yeah. Fun. I don't want to talk to these people. Well, even though I do drink I'm the same way Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah so so yeah you're off the you're off the sauce now huh yeah, yeah, I mean, for the most part. Yeah, I had a couple, did a little research, I don't know, about a month ago. But, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. I research. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How's it? Are you feeling good? Uh, yeah, pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I'm still doing the, the weed stuff, but... Uh, oh, there you uh, go. But, you still... So that, whole, like, so that whole gateway drug is... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a whole, I'm just swinging around on the gate. <laughs> so, so no more booze, no more uh, butt drugs, no more... Uh, <laughs> No more of that. No, yeah, that never was a big thing. The latter, but uh, uh, just bo- just b- boofing ketamine. Uh, yeah, just, just that. I mean, that's still on the table. We'll see. <laughs> do people boo? Uh, do you think people boof weed? Yeah, I'm. Uh, no, uh, people boof hash. That's uh, a thing. Boofing yeah. hash. Okay, I can see oh, that. Yeah, I've never tried. That's too much. That's too woke for me. Yeah, boofing drugs. I'd rather just. Yeah. I don't understand exactly. the boofing drugs. Is it really not getting to your system fast enough? It gets in there pretty fast because the uh, I for some reason lately on the podcast the thinness of the anal lining <laughs> gets brought up quite often because last week we were talking about gerbils, but right. the gerbling. But this is the same thing. It's it's the thinnest. I mean, it's thinner than your mm. inside of your mouth, and it gets uh, right. yeah the drugs get right in there. And I've uh, from what yeah. I imagine it goes uh, right to your brain. I guess, but the, the it, gerbils it like never goes to your brain. It's just this gross pinching thing. I mean, it's right. Awful. Uh, yeah. Both of them are, but and, and then, um, the the, but I mean, boofing looks so fun. Wolf of Wall Street made boofing look incredible. Oh, the movie, yeah, that's right. The that's movie opens yeah, yeah, right. with him and the girl, and she's yep. uh, boofing line, uh, bumps of coke into her. Uh, and that I get what, what gets, what, I wonder what's a stronger reaction, boofing or like dipping the cigarette into like coke? Well, because smoking the, it. that has to, then it turns like into smoke and then the like, like crack, like smoking like that, like just getting, <laughs> getting it right in the, uh, I guess it's, it's probably like as close to mainlining if you don't, but <laughs> I mean, true drugs. Yeah. <laughs> cool because like the movie was, was cool and like the, it was kind of a cool scene, but it would probably be like insane clown posse kind of people doing it. In real life. <laughs> well, yeah, right. it's also cause like we wouldn't be hanging out like late night and I'm like, yo man, I got some, uh. I got some. What are you thinking? You you want to snort this or you want to you want to boof it? You want to just yeah, I'd be like, drop I'll snort it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like. I wonder if anyone's done like boofed it at like a nightclub. Oh, just like, like to goes to the bathroom and boofs a little. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure, all kinds of people do. I'm sure they do. Yeah, in like Europe. Yeah, or here. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I, I'm just. I'm not a. I'm not a. Uh, I mean, I'm not a drug user, but I. I think if yeah, I. If I was, I don't know that uh, I'd be. I think you have to be in the game in a pretty real way to like get to boofing. You have to love drugs. Yeah, like love them, and you need to love like a new way for them to hit. Yeah, like to the point where it's just like yeah. Jesus. How was the second? uh, How was the research? 
Sorry, I just I was eating a weed thing while we were talking. Um, <laughs> nothing bad happened, but I mean, it's just I get more hungover because I don't, you know, it's, I got a couple some time without drinking, and then uh, I don't know. It just it wasn't as fun as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, if we go to you know when, at, at uh, your bachelor party and stuff, though, I'll I'll drink of that. I just take it. Seeing how I like it without it. And are, are those like are those rules that you set? You're like, I'll still like I'll still take it out if I go to like a bachelor party or if like I'm at a wedding or something like that. Like Yeah, like I mean yeah, exactly. Right. But if but, it, I, but I always kind of regret it. I mean there was maybe one or like a Willie Nelson concert, I had a couple couple beers and you know, it was fun. But yeah. then you know, the next day at the gym kinda of sucks and then uh no, I, don't, I, you, I don't remember things as well as I used to. It, that, then I did with a couple, you know, IPAs or whatever, but the drinking stuff's not as fun as it once, you know, it was when I was like 25. Sobriety, oh, sobriety yeah. can become just as fun as drinking because mm-hmm. you get into all kinds of new stuff starts happening. You're like, oh, and, and you kind of like catches up with, you're like, oh my God, whoa, I'm like so much more articulate mm-hmm. or I'm like, I'm like, you know, well, as we're talking about like um, ordering bagels <laughs> because we don't want to go out into public, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you kind of like, I hadn't drank in like two, three weeks almost. And then I, I went to a birthday party on Friday and I was kind of like, oh fuck, I have to drink tonight because, mm. um, no, I, yeah, I'm the same way. Cause I'm and just, my hangover lasted the, the yesterday and today. Yeah. I and, was like, fuck. And I'm not like I can't. I won't go to a, n- a noisy restaurant sober. It's just not going to happen. Mm. I'd rather. Yeah, no, like, I, I don't even. I just yeah. But, like but any party I've gone to, I've only had maybe one or two where I've actually had a decent time without boozing in my life. Yeah, <laughs> take some time. Yeah, but if you just, um, you just, uh, yeah, you cut out, and then you, you know, now it's like if it's not just a couple of beers at a Willie Nelson concert, and like you're now having your like Modellos at breakfast, it's like no. Nope, we can't do this. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, that didn't happen, but, yeah, it's very close to, you know, and then I, I have to wean and all that kind of So it's like if I have, like... You went to a wean concert? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If I go to a wean concert, then it's like three... That, yeah, that, then you're boofing ketamine. Yeah, you're boofing oh. glue. <laughs> yeah, you're... Oh, my God. Wait, so you... Uh, how many drinks did you have at the... glue. <laughs> 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 Sorry, what was that? How many beers did you have at the Willie Nelson concert? Uh, I don't know, no lot. But um, and then is yeah, that is that right home? And then uh, I'm sorry. Is that like right home after the show or like stay out? Yeah, no, just you know, at the show I was like, well, you know, I might have a couple drinks tonight, and then I, I mean, the sh- I you know, and Willie Nelson people were drinking and smoking and all that kind of stuff, so it's a country concert. It was. I just thought it would make it more fun, and it, it kind of did, but. Right. Um, you know, it still, you know, went by a lot faster because of boozing. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's basically, I don't have to be, the shows are a little bit easier because you don't have to be social and talk to people. So I've got been to a bunch of shows without, you know, drinking. I just, I just smoke a joint or something before, and I just stand there and watch a show. I don't need to have, like, a connection with other people around me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I, you know, yeah, like what I re- bore me to death. What I realized, though, is it's not for me. It's not social anxiety. It's that I can feel everybody's like energy, and I just mm. don't need to be around all the all the people. I'd rather just like stream a Willie Nelson concert at home, <laughs> <laughs> and just like look at lay in bed and like look at Instagram and just, like well, go to bed. Yeah, for me, it's just I just go. I want to go out and do stuff that I truly, genuinely, really, really, really want to do. Right. Not That's what I like bagel, about it, bagels, like, shops. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. 
can order bagels and <laughs> <laughs> you can drive to Mexico. For the for the the only reason I ordered the bagel was because Larchmont on a Sunday is just fucking it's a ton of people there's the farmer's market oh, yeah. oh it's like a bread line in i don't want to i like don't want to go down yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, i i'll go get a bagel down there like on a tuesday there's mm-hmm. no one there uh yeah. sunday yeah, I, I don't I, I hate it when like it's everyone else's day off and my day off i like to have it when it's i don't have to work and everyone else has to oh yeah 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 but yeah so when it's something i really really want to do i i like fuck anyone else's energy i'm mm-hmm. just like i would i want to be here yeah i hear that I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. Speaking of drugs, have you uh, have you seen have you been watching the pharmacy on Netflix? Uh, no, that's funny that you say that because uh, it pops up every time I turn on my TV. Yeah, that was so good. I, they, yeah. I think it's about a doctor that prescribes opioids. No, he. I first of all, <laughs> I think it should be called the Yeah. <laughs> His accent, he's a, like, he's got to deal with the fact that his son got murdered, but he's got such a strong Yat accent. It's, yeah. And then he's a pharmacist. So this is like, you know, the, yeah, the Yats, they, they call him Yats because it's like, it's kind of like a a working class New Orleans accent. It's actually kind of similar to like a Brooklyn almost thing. But it's it's like, like Southern Brooklyn. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, dude. It's like, I was walking down at the pharmacy mm-hmm. and uh, down in New Orleans. It's an awesome accent. Yeah. It is kind oh, of a yeah, good I accent. Like the guy in Apocalypse Now kind of stuff. Yeah. He's, um, but, um. Yeah, so which guy? The the cook for the chef from New Orleans. Oh, got yeah. it. But um, he uh, that would have been great though if they had just called it the Yat. <laughs> and everyone in the show is Yats. All the people that yeah, they, his, his whole uh, family. Oh, because listening to his daughter like cry. She cr- so yeah. they're all crying, and he's like, he our son had sa- saved up for the for the range of truck car. <laughs> he and he got he had saved up for the for the range of truck car, the pickup car. And it's like no, it's, it's hard so, to take it's it so hard to take seriously because they're like. Crying, breaking down with these like <laughs> yat accents, <laughs> and uh, but and it's also like it's one of those things. It's like his son got shot buying crack in the lower ninth world, and it's it's like my boy was such a good kid, and it's like no, he wasn't, dude. You don't <laughs> you go you don't, if you get shot in a crack buy in the lower ninth ward. You're for a kid from St. Bernard's parents, and you get shot in a crack buy in the lower ninth ward. Yeah. That's like the polar opposite of what a good kid is. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like you're not just you're not just a nice kid down in uh, in Paris, and like you're gonna go. He's like you take a wrong turn in the lower North Ward. It's or like, no, it's not like he got you, shot like going to get a soccer ball in their neighborhood because exactly, it ran into the middle of the street. Exactly, like wow. you've got to like work up from like you were a good kid maybe when you were a kid, and you like progressively got worse and worse and worse because mm. now. If you're going to buy crack in the lower ninth and you're not just getting drugs like from your friends and stuff like that, like there's been a, a buildup to that. Yeah, right. But wait, wasn't the lower ninth word? Wasn't that mostly black on black crime? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because it was a it was a it was a predominantly a really dangerous black neighborhood. Yeah. And then you got this kid from uh, Saint Bernard Parish, mm-hmm. white kid from Saint Bernard Parish, going there to buy. They're like, drugs. what are you doing here? Dude? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's like you're. No, I don't know that. Like, <laughs> Your kid was a good kid. But also, kid. They, you, they show old home videos, and there's one from Christmas where, like, he comes out of his room and just, like, looks at the camera and then, like, goes back into his room. It's like, oh, there's something wrong yeah, here. Yeah, no. He, like, it, doesn't want to be with his family on Christmas it looked morning. Like, it, it was like the, the grudge. It was like, <laughs> he was... It was like a horror, a found footage horror movie. Like he was like possessed. So he was like, "Get know. me out of here." I, I need to see the fine print on on that. This kid's a good kid. But then he goes after. He's a pharmacist, and he goes after. He starts seeing all the uh, prescriptions for oxycotton coming <laughs> in, and uh, and he ends up like playing a part in taking down this pill mill mm-hmm. in uh, 
in New Orleans East, and it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's good. Great aerial shots of like, so good. New Orleans and Louisiana. Yep. But it's just you have to be ready to like, and it's that. I think my point is I don't like want to like make fun of their situation. Uh, although I just spent the five minutes the last <laughs> five minutes doing that is that is that it's you're gonna be watching this heartbreaking stuff and it's like kind of hard to yeah. and this guy busts out in tears like a lot yeah, but it's like, like it's, it's hard to it's hard to take seriously it is yeah but he's a badass I got because you feel like you're watching guy. like a like an SNL sketch yeah no that yeah <laughs> that's the thing that involves taking down an opioid thing. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give that the uh, the camp good boy wreck of the week. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, I'll toss that on as a non-resident member. <laughs> Same with you. You is good. Yeah, I enjoyed you. Are you and Catherine watching you? Uh, no, I, we've been uh, you know curious about that too. How how do you like that? It's good. It's yeah. really good. The first season's better than I like the first season better because it's like it's the it's your way into like. Oh, this is a really cool premise, mm-hmm. and they stay they stick with that. The second season just makes fun of L.A. like every chance right. it gets. It's kind of like it's funny, yeah. but it's like, oh yeah, I know that's annoying about L.A. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I get that's it. Why, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, they have a second season of this. It's just about some guy that's like obsessed with someone. But then, then oh, he's really obsessed. Cool. He's like yeah. he's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Gossip Girl meets American Psycho. It's well, it's like Dexter. Yeah, but Dexter kills uh, way more people. He's like he'll kill people that get in his way. Um, he'll, I mean, he, he kills good people. He kills bad people. He like he, you know. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. But it is like it is. It's very similar to Dexter. Like there's an inner monologue. Yeah, he's, he like puts a hat on. Like that's his disguise. Right. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Like it was like the guy from um, the assassination of Johnny Versace. Like that guy would like he put like a baseball hat and a backpack on, and suddenly he was like. <laughs> In like wouldn't yeah. be no one would be able to pick him out of a lineup like right yeah right yeah exactly that's like a disguise that works for a serial killer <laughs> on the run just like a hat and a backpack I know it's the most obvious way to point them out <laughs> although by the way like um, adults like adult men kind of by themselves wearing backpacks are sketchy yeah very sketchy yeah like if you're wearing a backpack. And you're not going to school. <laughs> you're going to the gym or like somewhere, but if you're just like out on a Saturday with a backpack on, yeah. by, by yourself, by yourself, yeah. It's it. I, I mean, but like you should at some point. Like I feel like after college, and even in college, like you, I didn't even have a backpack in college. You, you'd have a messenger bag because they like they definitely look a little cooler. Mm-hmm. But like it's just there's if you take the strap, the it's just a one strap thing. It's just <laughs> a lot less sketchy. Like. A man with a backpack, it's just there's never anything good in those things. Like, nah. they, they just feel like they're just carrying illegal Yeah, well, things. especially, and depending on what you're wearing, because if you're wearing a backpack with a suit and a bike helmet. That, that's like Jehovah's Witness. But if, you're, but if you're not a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> right. Yeah, I hope you weren't going to say that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the guys that ride the bike with a suit. With a fucking backpack and a helmet, yeah, dude, get in. Diff- you got to get a different job. Yeah, the only one who kind of yeah. pulled that off was JFK yeah, Junior. JFK Junior. JFK Junior. pulled it off because it was like he kind of looked cool as like because he's <laughs> a super rich 
yeah. Kennedy's yeah, he'd be kid. Like a really good looking guy that owns a magazine. And he'd have like yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he'd he'd have like his socks tucked into the to the suit pants and like he kind of pulled right. it off. But yeah, yeah, guy on a guy. But he on also a had like a ten speed. He had like a stylish like bicycle. Yeah, he had like a nice like mountain I'm, bike. These these guys have like I don't know that I, I I don't really see it as much. I feel like I saw it now in New York a lot, New York City. I don't. I don't really see it much in L.A. Or maybe I don't know. But yeah, backpack is sketchy. Yeah, like a Jan Sport. Did they're just yeah? And it's like it's kind <laughs> of like the part of the corner and the bottom is kind of like frayed and like there's <laughs> yeah, a little right. opening in it. You either have a bomb or drugs. Yeah. What else could you have in yeah. there? It's like porno mags and a gun. Yeah. And like in like a f- couple days of clothes because you're like right. on yeah, the like, you're on the road. Porn. They're very like I, I've got to get out of here and you just throw a couple things in a backpack <laughs> yeah, and you just right. like. Off you go I with your backpack. Bundy, um, like he wa- he walked into that bar and like there was a Michigan game on in Ann Arbor and like he's been in the mountains and everything. You think that he would smell and have his clothes all ripped up and people are like, oh come on in and someone bought him all those drinks and got him hammered. Oh him. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that too. By the way, shout out to that Amazon Ted Bundy documentary. Oh yeah. It's, it's from yeah, his it's from his girlfriend. His like the girlfriend who was with him from first kill to last kill. Even though, Jesus. even though she she suspected him, she would tell the police like, "Go look at this guy." And, like they would, they're like, "Who is this again?" It's like, "Oh my god!" Like she could have like, like st- "No way, Ted Bundy, that guy's so normal." Yeah, well, that was the thing because not only was Bundy one of the first like like big big t- like serial killing wasn't I know it was happening, but it wasn't like he was the first. He was kind of like the Beatles of like American serial he killers. He was on T-shirts. Yeah, but um, but the thing is, is the cops would go interview him, and they'd be like, "Oh no, there's no way this is the guy. Oh, God. there's no way it's him." Right? He, yeah, they're like, "Oh no, you're talking about Ted Bundy?" They're like, "Yeah, we already we already interviewed him. He, he he's 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 clear. He's fine." Because he's like, hey, boys. I would have been like, that guy's a fucking psycho, and he looks like twenty years older than he is. No, but that that was crazy. That um, after he was, he had escaped from jail, and he was like, yeah, he was at a at a Michigan bar, like watching a UW game, just like buying people shots. And <laughs> but I guess like these, your face is going to be everywhere. It's not like today with the internet. He had just been know? up in the mountains yeah. killing someone. Yeah, well, he had just escaped from um, prison. Oh, for, yeah. oh, but like they it. still I mean, that fun. Like, that's what I would do if I escaped from prison. Hmm. Yeah, just go like if it's like, well, you know what? I'm gonna get caught anyway, so I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go watch some college football. (laughs) Yeah. So wait, she was with him first kill to last kill. That's like a 12 year stretch, isn't it? Yeah, but so were they? Oh, they were on and off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of flighty actually. (laughs) He was cheating on her. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, they had an open relationship. My 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 boyfriend is going to go to law school now in Utah, and now there's more rapes and murders, and a a yellow Volkswagen is uh, (laughs) the Volkswagen Beetle. It was just like, and but you could tell she was like, she had like real social anxiety and stuff, and and, uh, so I I mean I I think Ted knew how to pick them. For like what he needed yeah. him for, yeah, right. Like I think he probably knew that he would be able to like manipulate this. this I wonder what that. Uh, I wonder what finding out that he was a serial killer did for her anxiety. Yeah, I mean, ah, <laughs> uh, <geez>. yeah. <laughs> Get that medical marijuana card. Well, because yeah, it's like I. I think at the end she's like, yeah, you know, and it's like I. Uh, now you know I just try and you know I'm in like a bowling league and stuff. It's like who hmm. wants who wants Bundy's ex. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Well, she partied all the time too. She, she, that's why she's like in recovery. 
That's an inter- yeah. but that's like an interesting character. The the girlfriend of the serial serial killer who didn't know he was a serial killer. Right. How you get treated? Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, you get. I think because it's, it's like of, really you didn't know. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, I think it's so. I think it's probably a weird vibe at sewing circles. <laughs> yeah, and the bowling league. Yeah, maybe not at the bowling league though. I think you maybe you get in with like some Christian people that are like they understand and they. I don't know I, though. I, I would th- do. Yeah, I mean, I just think you're kind of like it's just going to be kind of like weird. It's like yeah. you were. That's what the Nancy girls did. Like they're all kind of con- uh, you know born against. Yeah, but then like she has to wonder like why didn't he kill me. Like, was I not, like, what, what made me different that he, yeah, it's like, because if, it it's like, I guess you'd feel good about yourself. No, well, wouldn't you be like, wait a second, a, a guy raped and murdered all these women. Mm. Is there something good about me or something wrong about me that he didn't, that this psycho serial killer wanted to date me? Because was he, when he was killing these people, was he following them and, and, and like, being like, oh, that's the one, and then like built working up to it, or is it, did he just pick him at random? His, he had some killer game. He would like go. It's basically like that scene in Silence of the Lambs where he's like, um, oh, can you just go ahead and get in the van? My arms are. But know? he wanted her because she was heavy. Yeah. Um, well, in Silence of the Lambs, but in uh, in Bundy real life, uh, he would pretend he had a um, broken arm and, mm-hmm. and uh, would go like solicit girls, like literally right off the beach, and be like, hey, can you help me put this uh, catamaran up on my? But just at train. random. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that yeah. he was, like, targeting. I think it would just hmm. be kind of like he'd see someone and be like, I think that's... Like got it. Women. Yeah. Yeah, he would always play the victim card, which was kind of what fucked up. Yeah, yeah maybe, I wonder how I you guess, would feel. I guess because he probably saw... Because the women that he killed, there was a type. They were all very attractive. Maybe he saw them as just objects, and, like, this woman was a little bit more... Um, like of uh, a little bit more down to earth. Let the boys be boys kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. He can, he can watch his college football. Yeah. <laughs> a little later. He can watch the night game. Yeah. I sh- she probably wasn't thinking, what did I do or what did I not do? She was probably thinking, holy fuck, I was living with a serial killer. <laughs> I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you he know-, know a lot about football? Like, he could talk about, like, nickel defense. He knows when the blitz is coming. He loved you, Dub. <laughs> Oh, Rob, really? Yeah. yeah. He loved UW. Like, he was a big oh, yeah, UW yeah. fan. And then, yeah, I mean, he, he, loved C- he loved Seattle. Like, when he was first on the stand, he was wearing a Marlins t-shirt under a blazer. That's a strong... Oh, uh, uh, Mariners one? Oh, that's, that's a cool. strong, like... That's a good look. You're on trial for uh, serial killing, and you're just, you're rocking, like, <laughs> protein merch. <laughs> I mean, if I were like a Niner fan and a guy had a Garoppolo jersey on, I'd be like, maybe he didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I guess, yeah. Well, that was his thing was he. You're going to get the f- sports fans that are just like, set him free. He's repping the team. This was the thing. Everybody, the jurors had such a hard time seeing him as a dangerous. They just were like, he seems like the best dude ever. Yeah. You know, this was okay. So something's got to give is now on. This movie is taking, takes place in the same time. It's a little bit better because Nancy Myers is a better filmmaker. Right. But it's still just like. What was going on? Oh, like, I'll tell you what wasn't going on in any of these movies. Diversity. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think Nancy Myers has ever put anybody that's tanner than <laughs> Diane Keaton in, the, in a film before. No. no, I think Keanu. No, she's like, oh, we need, a, let's, we need a diversity hire. Let's get Keanu Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's 25% Filipino. <laughs> yeah, that was the diversity hire. Like, you really realize how... How white Hollywood was when you look at oh, these. Economically, too, everyone's just loaded. They're always in like Montecito. And yeah. Stuff. Well, this movie tall takes place in the Hampton. This is a good movie, though. Yeah, I like. I like something's got to give. 
Well, no, this was like 2003 yeah. or 2004, and yeah, it was just like what the the yeah, world. Was... Right oh, then you got Amanda Pete. Yeah. The intern was god awful. The one. Intern. Oh, the with uh, with uh, De Niro and Anne Hathaway. Hathaway, De Niro. Yeah, it's complicated. Uh, was kind of you know my parents liked it ten years ago. No, she makes she makes good like rich white people movies. Yeah, she, she, she I think yeah. she did Father of the Bride. Yeah, yeah, she's not like competing with Hype Williams for <laughs> director jobs. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, she's not like that Danish guy that does all the rank. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Belly, directed by Nancy Myers. <laughs> she's just trying to be like all like yeah, yeah, nah. She probably didn't even see Dolomite is my name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love that movie. Nancy Myers is yeah, my name. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> just, when that when that movie that that would be funny if that's how they do the Nancy Myers biopic. Nancy Myers is my name, and you get yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, like <Jones laughs> yeah. Wait, how'd you like? Do you like Dolomite? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah a, Catherine and I watched it on Friday. It was uh, worth the wait. It's a great movie. I still got to see that. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the Black Argo. We were saying <laughs> the the black the Black Argo. But yeah, like way funnier. <laughs> well, way better. Wow, so it's like, it's like Argo. Is it a, it's a hostage movie? No, no, it's not at all. No, but it's about making a movie. Oh, right, right. But there, there, oh, there's that's actually, right. There's, Argo, they have to pretend they're a film crew that's to true, go yeah. free Ben Affleck, right? Well, that's basically what these guys do. You'll yeah. <laughs> but there's literally, I mean, there's no conflict in the movie. Mm-hmm. But there doesn't no, need to be. Yeah. It's just Eddie Murphy just being That's awesome. That's kind of how I wish all movies were. Is that sometimes I'm like, why everything's going so great? Why is there conflict? <laughs> no, <laughs> right? I, I agree. I don't. Well, I don't need like not a, not every movie I see needs to have like fucking drug addiction and like suicides in it it's just like all right like what the fuck yeah, yeah that's it, why even like good tv shows every episode like somebody dies or there's a suicide or someone breaks their neck well you know that's that's interesting because like rule one of like you take any screenwriting course or filmmaking or storytelling the like rule one is nothing moves forward without conflict yeah. and like every single scene has conflict like even this scene in an ice cream shop in the hamptons um oh well, yeah no i was sort of joking I, yeah I, no I, but no but i'm kind of with you like it's kind of like it would be kind of nice to just. No one's really tested that well, hypothesis. Like, what if you just have a movie with no, with absolutely nothing wrong? Well, chef, kind of like. Chef. No, like chefs like Dolomite is my name. There is conflict, but mm-hmm. they're baby conflicts. Right. It's not so yeah, like, like. How's he going to get out of this situation? Yeah, no, there, there's conflict, but it's not just like. It's not so like, oh my god, this is fucking. This movie's fucking like bully. Yeah, you're not biting your nails. Yeah. No, yeah. you're not feeling like just dead inside after you watch it. Right. <laughs> you know what would have been great is if this movie something's got to give because we're about 15 minutes in and they're just at this like Dean and Deluca out in like Southampton. If all of a sudden like it got like uh, it turned into a hostage movie. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, Nicholson had to, like, and everyone was just, like, held up at this organic food place in Southampton and watching the character dynamics between all these rich people having to deal with, like, a hostage and situation. And then it just, you just change the title, and then it becomes someone's got to give themselves up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, just these, these terrorists just come in and just start fucking mowing people down. Yeah. And it's just Nicholson and Diane Keaton. Yeah, Nicholson and Diane Keaton, and it's, like, an action movie with, that, with the two of them. By the way, <laughs> shout out to... No, Nicholson wears a polo, wears like a loose fitting polo shirt so well. Yeah, he's crushing it right here. Yeah, he is just like the king of the of the polo shirt. Nobody nobody wears a polo shirt because he wears it yeah, like they just never go out of style for him. For him, because sometimes like I get a polo shirt and it's just like okay, chip. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like I know I look like this prick, and my name's already Tad. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Nicholson, though he gets the ones like they're they're perfectly like worn out, and they kind of yeah. like they re- like kind of dry. Oh, I mean, you know why? Because he's not wearing it to go golfing. Right. He's just wearing it to just like chill out. So yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, the collar. The collar might be like tucked in accidentally. Yeah, so like it's he, like it kind of looks like he just played rugby in them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is Nicholson done? Is he? Is are we ever gonna get he's any? Retired, I think. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. So. I think he's just speaking and doesn't want to leave his house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he doesn't even go to Laker games anymore. It's now his son has his seat. Oh, his his Was kid. Yeah. He'll go. He'll. I think he went to like the. I think he went to like the Kobe Bryant Memorial game, and like if they go to the finals this year, I'm sure he'll fucking go. But like, he doesn't go to every game. I think he goes to like but he'll two. Go to the does Lou Adler still go with him? Uh, he's there every now and again. And uh, and then because Lou did Lou Adler's son just pass away? Cisco Adler oh, or was no. that? Uh, I don't think so. No, Gummy Bear died. Oh yeah, uh, Jason Davis. Yeah, shout out Gummy Bear. Yeah, he's probably friends with that guy. Yeah, I met him one time. He asked me for five dollars. Right at Moomba. Cisco Adler did or the rapper? No, Jason Davis. He's the he was one of the sons of the Davis the oil fortune and uh they were like they're like high society in LA but the the kids were notorious. The one greasy bear, mm. Brandon Davis, he would like always date like Misha Barton and Paris Hilton mm. and stuff like that. It was like total club trash. <laughs> and uh yeah, and his, I Francisco Adler a bunch of times back in the old days like Yeah. And then his brother Jason it was like more of like the like the fat kid but then he was always in and out of rehab for heroin and like was living at a motel in Santa Monica and it, it finally caught up with him. Uh, with Cisco, we went to this open bar thing and Lucas was like, you don't remember that at all? You were smoking a joint with Cisco Adler and Simon Rex. And I was like, oh, oh, oh wow. Jesus Christ. That's like, Holly, that's like Hollywood <laughs> trash hall of fame. <laughs> that's what was yeah, going on in 2006. No. Yeah. Wow. Like, <laughs> below like, the, you know, the jackass. Isn't now. Simon Rex dirt nasty? Yeah. Dude. No, yeah, those guys are like a, a notch below like the jackass guys. Well, that's what yeah. was that's what was famous in L.A. I feel like in 2006, like the early mid aughts, it was like Christina Aguilera and like Dirt Nasty, yeah, and like Wilmer Valderrama. It was real. It, it was, was like real yeah. trash. This is the famous. I mean, Christina Aguilera is talented, but it's just like it was a lot of like sideways hats. It was like no, that, it was I, like the meshed hat mafia. No, Valderrama uh, was just this ladies' man. I mean, what a terrible time. Pop culture, I, I mean, people, like, it, it, you kind of can't pick, like, you can't, li- like, really, like, rip on it right now. Like, because TV is fucking through the roof good, mm-hmm. you know? Even, like, your, your pop stars now, you got, like, a Billie Eilish. Yeah, who, uh, she's really yeah, talented. Even whether you like it or you don't, it's, it's like, interesting. And, but uh, she's not, like, it's not, like, bubblegum trash. She's, yeah. like, really, really good. No, but there's so much more bubblegum trash than there was, like, I don't know. 15 years ago. No, well, that's well, the it's thing. just it's, rap now. Yeah. That's but the, what, but the, ra- the rap is like, it's, and it's all that like trap rap. I can't get it's into like, it. And someone was yeah. trying to yeah. tell me that it, they, they were like, see, I liked the 90s hip hop because it was like just really fucking good. It was rap. Yeah, this, yeah. this is just now like a Papa Zanny. A good, yeah. Good, and it's, and, the, and like oh. the verses are all really short yeah. too. I have it a dubba. Fuck. I give it a dubba. Fuck bitches. Fuck. A dubba. It's, and it's, they all sound the same. That's the thing. It's like, fuck a bitch. Take a pill. Fuck a bitch. Take a I pill. mean, there's a song called... the that Anderson Pac guy is pretty good, but otherwise, yeah, I haven't really heard Also, that. wait, these guys keep dying, too. Because well, they, they're, they're going, they're <laughs> literally doing what they say in their songs. It's like... Yeah. A boo-foo-zang. 
Yeah, I snorted Xanny. I mean, yeah, maybe these guys should Snort stop writing too. songs called Molly Percocet. Yeah. <laughs> like, those, those are the two worst drugs you could fucking combine. Yeah. So, no, it's just like I, I can't. They all fucking sound the same. I all of them. I got a, a boom of fent patch <laughs> on my bitch ass. Yeah, no wonder they all died. Literally, they're like five of them have died in the last like right. two years. Well, you know, lean. Once lean, I think lean, lean kind of. Yeah. But no, in the 90s, it was just more like you had Wu Tang Clan and like tribe. I don't want to get into like hip hop talk. Right. Because uh, it's like, what is yeah, this, a this, documentary the, about New York the, City? What is this, the Michael Rappaport podcast? Uh, I hate that. But no, there was like, <laughs> there was more, it, like, it felt more like artistic, I guess. I don't know. Now it's just like what the. Fuck By the is way, this? that is such a white guy talking about hip hop comment. That's why it I didn't was want, like more artistic. That's why I didn't I want guess. to get into it. I guess. That's, <laughs> why, I did, that's why I didn't want to have that conversation because yeah. I hate variety back then. Yeah. <laughs> I hate listening to white people talk about hip hop. There was mad variety back then. No, I think we should get. Yeah, we we, we should just be stick to talking about how polo shirts fit on Jack Nicholson. <laughs> but now it just feels stupid. Yeah. And like lazy. Yeah. But maybe I'm not maybe I'm not hearing it right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like maybe. You need to yeah, you need to be you need to be out of your skull on opiates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I, oh god, I fucking I hate listening to white people talk about the 90s hip hop. Yeah. It's so annoying. No. Like Jonah Hill was doing it. Oh, miss it's me. It's like dude, it's just all right. You, yeah. you it's oh, I just don't like hearing it. And yeah, Michael Rappaport. <sighs> it's like shut up, man. Yeah. And no, and you know, I always hate like um like yeah, I loved it too. It's great, it's great music, it is, but like right. just like stop acting like you're from the streets. Yeah. And it like hit you in a way yeah, that like God. you Yeah, like, like up, you, you 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 went to uh Crossroads, you didn't grow up in the Carter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's so true. Wow, this is so white. Just Francis McDormand and Diane Keaton. Both in, in, in white clothes. In white too. clothes. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, that literally, like, Nancy Myers, she's just dealing with the uh, stage designers and stuff, and it's just like, I just want everything white. Yeah. I want everything to be white. I want clothes. I want the whole thing to just look white. Basically, go to the, like, just go to the hand, like... <laughs> I mean, this house is insane. Yeah. Yeah, basically, uh, she's like a real estate agent and, like, an interior director that happens to make... Yes. No. They're, they yeah, all, they, that's they, true. They all kind of feel like adver- like glorified advertisements for like uh, how to like decorate like, like better a de- homes. like a decoration firm in Southampton. That's very true. Yeah. yeah all yeah, all her movies like have that vibe. They're like yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Featured in something you got to give. Yeah. Because I mean, Father of the Bride is the same way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like their their perfect house like out in like San Marino and, and like or South Pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> oh, there he yeah, goes. Father Bride. Life is comfortable in that movie. Yeah, that's a great movie though. Yeah, it is a great. There's movie. there's diversity in that. You got B D Wong. One, so much, oh yeah, B D Wong is in that. Yeah, <laughs> there's your diversity. Martin Short <laughs> playing a European guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah Bronx, right? Uh, honk, 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 honk. Yeah, yeah. That that movie is great. Yeah. Oh my god. And Karen Culkin. Yeah, Karen Culkin. Yeah, yeah, that's diversity. Uh, uh, fucking Roman Roy is in it. Yeah. The Culkins are strange. Yeah, they're like, they're, what are they? No, they're white. I think they're white. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, yeah, the, the whole thing's white. Oh, and then here comes the diversity here. It's Keanu. That oh, yeah. Be kind of more, like, it was kind of a white foreshadow, though, because he goes in there and, like, steals his, the in laws' pills and stuff like that. Like, that's what happens now in, like, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's the, how's the, how was that Super Bowl hangover? Is everyone over it? 
yeah, that was another good, one of the few good things about not drinking was I wasn't hung over the next day. But yeah, no, I mean losing it in the last seven minutes when you have it was rough. But, but then, I, do, I, you know, whatever. Do, do people in San Fran uh, <laughs> do they like do they like ride in the streets? Uh, they would have if they won. But I mean, in like the eighties and stuff, yeah, there'd be like people shooting guns in the air and stuff like that. But the Giants, there were you know semi riots when the Warriors win. It's it's pretty civilized. Everyone's you know it's kind of a little bit nerdier, I think. But Giants and Niners is, is yeah like. You know, Tongan Mafia is going to go out and, you know, fight somebody. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so when um, they lose, oh, so when they, wait, when they win in San Francisco, it gets really, like, people go out and, like, get fucking, get into trouble? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. God, it doesn't for... Yeah, well, especially with the Niners, because it's probably the most, you know, redneck of the, of the sports. Oh, yeah, right. I don't know, for some reason, San Francisco, even though it has, like, legendary, these legendary sports teams, doesn't feel like a riot town. No, not really. Yeah. No, well, it's more like in my neighborhood there are, but, you know, it's just more like, you know, people that are, you know, sort of from here and old old school minor fans, but, and then there's like the stupid shitheads that are like 20 and they have this riot because it's fun, like in college. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's the sports fans, they're kind of like the most wine and cheese of the, the sports fans normally. But yeah, the Niners, it's a little bit different. Yeah, well, yeah, football is just more oak. Right. But then moving to Santa Clara really kind of takes those. It sort of sucks. It's just it's hard to get to, and it, it feels a little bit removed. They it always, is. They like, film San Francisco during the commercial breaks and stuff, but then it's really like an hour and a half away in the shitty stadium. And then there's a new Warriors arena. Yeah. That's, it- that Chase said, I, that's where I been to some shows and stuff. That, that's kind of cool, actually. But the Warriors are so bad now that that ended fast. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, like the last time I was on. Camp Good Boy. <laughs> <laughs> now it's over. No one gives a fuck. No, like in San Francisco, they riot after Game of Thrones because uh, <laughs> no, they weren't happy about the uh, the ending. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, there's riots in the uh, in Pacific Heights right now after the Game of Thrones <laughs> finale. That really lasted a while. That Game of Thrones backlash. Yeah, it, it did. It lasted longer than it should have, and it's like it's over. What are you gonna do? That's the thing. It's like it's over. Now go watch the next show. The Outsider. Yeah, Outsiders. Uh, I love Outsider. Did our parents do that? Like in the 80s, where they like, oh, fucking JR's going to shoot somebody. Oh, my God. That, that episode of 30 something, we never found out. Who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, did I you guess JR got shot. He didn't shoot somebody. Yeah. yeah, they demand a new ending to Moonlighting. <laughs> God, I kind of. God. Yeah, like you watched Dynasty last night? I kind of oh, wish I had been like, I don't know, like 22 in the 80s, in like 86. No, I would have loved that. Yeah, I bet it would have been fun. Stuff and life would have been fun, but I'm glad I'm not, you know, 68 now or whatever. We'll see that. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> or like going to like being in like high school in the 80s. I don't know. I bet it was awesome. Like yeah, I remember I like Katie, fun, like Katie Yeoman. She was like in high school in the 80s. Everybody was... kind of looked like 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody looked 30, and you go to a dance, and they're like the most fun song. And like, like the movies that like, came out in your life. The movies were like awesome. Yeah. The music was like cool. Yeah. Uh, you had MTV. You had yeah, like you had to, like, you still had to like call oh, people cool. if you like liked the girl. You had to like call her. Right. Like people big dances were like you, no one was. I don't know. I just bet it was. I bet it was awesome. Yeah, he's going the eighties. Yeah, I'm laying on my bed on the phone right now. I'm like an eighties babysitter. Oh yeah, making mixtapes. You'd make oh. a, you'd make a mix for your girlfriend. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. like the school dances were awesome. Yeah, yeah. You just like uh, yeah, you'd like all hang out and watch like just one of the guys. Fuck yeah, totally. 
<laughs> and it was just like watch MTV all night. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you can. Yeah, no, yeah, it was. I mean, I grew up in the '90s. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty nice. Uh, no, I mean, I like it. Yeah, '90s was the same, but like mm-hmm. the '80s was just like a little better. Yeah, <laughs> just a little yeah. better. Yeah, you'd like. I don't know. It was like you'd get scoring a bag of marijuana was like really <laughs> exciting. Yeah. It's and it like, was like cheese balls and Mountain Dew. Yeah, you, you just like because you'd be like, yo, I got the pot, and it's like you go over and it's like, yeah, my brother bought us beer. It's like yeah. now I feel like you can get. I mean, look. Oh my it, god, you yeah. can do anything now. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can have like tapioca pudding with like weed, and then it was much more. Yeah. But like stay like so like so, well, so like staying in or like sleeping over at your buddy's place in the nineties, there was something more like you had like late night TV. You mm-hmm. had I'm not even talking about getting fucked up. I'm talking about those like late night weekends where you're just like fucking goofing off mm-hmm. and like watching movies. Now it's like these kids have their phones. They're in like four way FaceTimes. FaceTimes if, like sixteen year olds are on like Tinder, like going to yeah. meet strangers. If you want to watch porn, you can do that. Yeah, there's no like. Um, <laughs> It felt like you, and it felt like you were isolated in your own like little bubble. Yeah. Now you just know everything that's going on in the world. Yep. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it's the intimacy of like a of like a friend sleepover is gone. Totally gone. Cause yeah, you're 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 like skyping in yeah. uh, other people. Exactly. And, like and you know what everybody's doing. Oh, what are those girls that we have crushes on doing? Oh, they're at fucking da da da. Yeah. There's no. Like, yeah. And they're yeah, sending like, nudes. Better, like talking to people, so you couldn't just like look at memes and giggle to yourself like a shithead. Yeah, like yeah. It was fun to just like watch a like a fucking like I know you did last summer and like talk about girls that you like wanted to hook up. We should summer. host uh, Camp Good Boy '80s sleepovers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. It's a good idea. Yeah, just order just, tons of pizza and like yeah, fucking Mountain Dew. It, it, you, you, we'll have a contest and winners can come fly out and have a sleepover over here and like no cell phones allowed. <laughs> right. Just order pizza. <laughs> watch, uh, watch, um, just like Return of the Living Dead, Wolfen, <laughs> yeah, or like the Dream Team. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I just I I the eighties. Um, uh, what was like? Oh, that video. Um, at JJ, that looks like an interrogation video or something. Oh, <laughs> the, yeah. I sent Tad the fight video oh, as God, we discussed okay. uh, last weekend. Yeah, no, that was great. I mean, it was like from a Scorsese movie. It really yeah, was. Because someone in the 80s would have had to have a fucking camcorder to, you know, on hand, ready to go to get that. Nowadays, you can just like, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so what, uh, so what, did you like uh, rehab better this time or the first time? Uh, this time, way more. Because you knew what yeah, you were you doing. you knew you were getting yourself into. It's like going to jail yeah. for the second time. Like, you it know your way more, around. I relaxed more. Yeah, I and then, do you like what? what what's the thing? You, what do you like? Read like Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. <laughs> what's the? What like do you? Is it like or like you? You pick up like Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Do you get like a book that kind of like changes your perspective? Because you probably have like a lot of downtime. Like I was looking for girls and I, kept, I was looking in the wrong spot. Yeah. Like some like kind of. She's really nice, but like a Westchester kind of like Grateful Dead girl sort of gave me this book, like the. Not Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Riding, but, you know, it's like the, that movie with most death or whatever. I've never, the Hitchhiking in the Galaxy or whatever. Oh, so Hitchhiker's like Guide to the Galaxy. That, and I had no idea what was going on, and I just flipped through it, and I just, I, I had no desire to read it really, but I was just kind of freaking out. But then after that, yeah, you read, I, all I did was read and play guitar all day. And, yeah, I mean, people, uh, they, they send people out to these meetings every night, but I would just kind of stay in my room and hang out. So, it was, yeah, it was wonderful. It was like vacation, and then, you know, pools and steam rooms and Stuff like that. Were you, at, were you at the same one as Garcia again? No, this is uh, the other side of Marin. Yeah, my uh, my new spot. <laughs> 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 I feel like that's a, 
Marin, Marin County sounds like a great place to do rehab, though. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like if you, yeah. if you yeah, want to do rehab, do it up in Northern California or, like, New England. Well, like, where did the where did the rehab, where did the kid from Beautiful Boy go to rehab? Was that, like, the... Uh, that had to have been up there somewhere. The one he goes to in San Francisco is in the, in the city, and I don't remember where he goes. I wouldn't like, want to go to city goes. rehab. No. No. The, like, there's a rehab one in Hollywood. It's like, whoa. No, like I want to go to the one, and I want to do those pool exercises, like, in Honey Boy. <laughs> yeah, this one's like on top of a mountain with like a view of the bridges and everything. Yeah, that's what you that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of like a it's kind of a cock tease because you're uh well you it makes it so easy to not be on drugs up there in this like right. lush accommodations that cost all this money and then you have to go back to City life. To city life where it's like, oh, now of course I don't want to be sober anymore because I got back to my commute, my work commute. I'm back in hell. Everything's like in your face. I mean, it's it's weird. It's like advertisements and everything. And you just see people in bars clanking glasses and you're like, Man, I'm missing out on everything. Yeah, no, take get uh, me back up to the, and then it's just like, well, at th- that point, it's like I might as well just like move to the Himalayas and like. <laughs> exactly, if I lived by like my ranch or something, it would be a lot easier. Yeah, the city is just. I walk by the 500 Club, but I, I don't know the. Bu- I'm kind of like a pregnant lady, though. The smell, like, drives me back. <laughs> no, that's, like, why, like, I was watching some documentary, like, um, uh, a Ram Dass documentary, and it's, like, when they go up to the monks in, like, the India, mountains in India or, like, mm-hmm. up in the Himalayas and or up in Tibet, it's, like, no, the, they're not, uh, they're not, like, these, like, anointed god beings that are, like, in uh, in Detroit. It's, like... Of course, they're all fucking blissed out. They yeah, live above right. the clouds. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. And they have yeah. no. The only like the only problems they have is like if their donkey or if their like yak has a cold, <laughs> and it's like you know he's like s- slow bringing their like hay up the yeah. mountain. It's like, the same with like the Dalai Lama. Yeah, no. Of it's course, like, of course, chill. it's easier to be chilled and blissed out up there because you're living up in this like quiet temple, like yeah. up in the up in the mountains. Like I don't think that they're like. Closer to God, I think they just live in a fucking temple in the mountains. Yeah, like, no, no traffic. That's temple in the mountain vibe. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you, when you first get there, it sucks because you're getting stuff out of your system, and that's unpleasant. And once that wears off, then you start feeling like superhuman and great, and then you don't have any responsibility. But yeah. They make you, you have to have a couple places you need to be during the day. But otherwise, it's just, it's like being in the peninsula, but no minibar. Right. So did you have a couple sweaty nights? Uh, did I have a couple, uh, yeah, I had a couple sweaty, like a, like a week of basically just sitting in my own sweat in the detox thing. Um, <laughs> right. Because they don't want you to change your behavior before you get in there, which is awesome. So there's, it's like, you don't have to like, you know, flip out before you go in. So I was just drinking beer in my boxers for like four days before with my insurance cleared. Right. And then, yeah. And then you go in, but, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, super mellow at the end. The problem was though, there was this, uh wildfire at the end so the whole county got all smoked out and the power was going off so then it was like haunted rehab and it was halloween oh jesus oh man then you get the fuck out of there yeah haunted rehab wow no it almost makes me i well i'll have to look into my insurance and if it covers rehab because i might just go on like a (laughs) two-week bender just so i can like have my insurance pay for basically like a a month-long vacation Uh. thirty five hundred bucks and then they'll cover about 60 grand of it at least for my insurance oh my god yeah yeah, just clean the pipes and yeah, I mean it's, you. It's pretty awesome. You would go on a you would go on a bender to justify the rehab. Or, yeah, well, like you see what your insurance will cover for like a really posh rehab, and then get like completely just go on like a two month, like, go on like a month long like Vegas bender, like uh-huh. boofing everything, <laughs> and just like you know, so like you go and then you go to the rehab and like you have your like four days of like 
Pookie and withdrawal. To, to like prove that you need it? No, just for fun, just to go up and have that vacation. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That, that your insurance pays yeah. for. Oh, okay. I see. Five hundred bucks is like maybe two nights at the peninsula. Yeah, but if you could go for twenty-eight days at the peninsula for thirty-five hundred dollars, then that's like so. That's cheaper than this is <laughs> this is how that's how I'm thinking. Right, like right. you get a month at the, the peninsula, you get like a two two night rate for like a month at the peninsula. Otherwise, mm. you would have to pay like you know, uh, $14,000 to go like check into the peninsula right, for a right. month or like Canyon yeah. ranch where insurance just basically pays for you to have this great vacation and you get to do like group talk and like, Oh, you go on hikes with celebs and you know, there's like, you know, if you're a single guy, there'd probably be some girls and stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, I, it's amazing that we're comparing rehab to the peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> basically how to get insurance to pay for a, like a really like, Posh vacation. And yeah, because right. sometimes, like, if you're on vacation, you're kind of like, man, what am I going to do today? I guess I could go on another hike. Right. Now you have it, like, all structured. How's the food? Oh, the food's awesome. They have, they have, the, oh. they have a chef that's coming in and out. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> they mean, have, yeah, they have, like, revolving they have, like, celebrity Yeah, chefs. John George is there. Uh, yeah, I mean, the ones, Salt like, Bay. The are a bunch of people coughing and fucking, you know, they're, I mean, I'm not above them or anything, but I'm just saying I would not want to go to one of the city with bed bugs and right. you know, people, junkies coughing and shit. Uh, where this one, it was, yeah, I mean, it was uh, a matter of, it took a while to get the insurance cleared, but if they will, they will do it. Catherine sort of stepped in. I, I was just going to go with like a blank check and a credit card and like a couple bottles and jump in an Uber and go all the way out to Napa for like 500 bucks. She's like, please don't do that. Let me just get on the phone for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I'm going to look, in, I'm gonna look into this. Agent. I mean, what a great life hack. Because <laughs> I would have dropped, you know, you know, tens of thousands of dollars when, yeah, look what happened. Yeah, we're about, and, on vacation without getting hammered. And they, do they have like a good yoga program? Oh yeah, I was doing like qigong and all this. Oh stuff. god, yeah. this just keeps getting better. <laughs> and then well, everybody's smoking cigarettes. People would love it. Everyone smokes cigarettes, right? Yeah, I I only did when you know people that I thought were cool were, so I didn't as much. But uh, I'd, yeah, I'd crush cigarettes smoke, and read if I, I was in Rio. I wasn't ostracized for not being a cigarette smoker this time. I would be crushing oh, cigarettes. Was- yeah, but also, uh, you can you smoke weed at rehab? No, you nah. should be able to, but no. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a thing. Yeah, like, it might. You what about break. CBD? Um, probably, but I don't think they would want you to like bring it in and get everyone all excited. I mean, that, the last time I was in a, I think I talked about this the last time I was on, uh, or the previous time before that, on, on Good Boy, where I had like that jacket with a bunch of pockets and I had blow in it and like that. You know, that w- I would have been kicked out if, if they found that, if I didn't get rid of that. Thing. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It was like the Indiana Jones thing came on, and I was like, maybe I should. Eh, no, it's not. But I, like, I didn't want anyone to. You you can't you can't have a blazer like no gentleman can own a blazer without like a little bag of blow with a corner of like white powder and it just yeah, it's some know, in the yeah, bottom yeah, of some it. pocket like you need that's it. like I mean that's like that's blazer one hundred one blazer one hundred one <laughs> like and I didn't want to like tell another resident about it and then he like pushes me off a cliff and says like, I killed myself you know what I mean yeah and then okay. like were any of the other um, vacationers there did they uh, or were there any like bad vibes like some people who like are really sure probably fucked up or is it mostly just like super chill yeah. and like awesome there was one guy like a you know like guy that goes to fucking thailand kind of guy mm. um, oh. and that's one of the <laughs> bad things about insurance uh doing this kind of thing yeah um, no that's yeah. the thing like you're gonna have to put up with like those like thailand bender guys yeah like there was like there was like some <laughs> cougar for example she was maybe annoying 
and she had to be like escorted out to leave because she loved it so much she didn't want to leave. Like, well, that's that like, kind of uh, sounds like the peninsula. Well, yeah, really. <laughs> Wait, she was escorted because she loved being there. Goes with the turf, but when you have someone having like like meetings being really crazy and like you know like they just have a bad vibe about them, like you know that they're sketchy and they've probably done some nasty shit. You know. Right. Wait, she was escorted because she loved it so much she, like, didn't want to leave? Yeah, she loved it there so much, like, they had to, like, have two of the counselors, like, pick her up and put her in their front. I guess that's a sign of a good rehab facility. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it was nice, yeah, I mean. And then there were a a few famous faces? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Glenn Danzig? (laughs) uh, More, uh. Nancy Myers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> who, did, who did you guys think it was? Like Brett Michaels or something? Or, uh, <laughs> I've, uh, well, I, Bruce Willis. I can't even remember. <laughs> I'm trying to think what celebrity I'd want to go to rehab with. Um, that is, Bruce Willis would be cool because it, you know, give you pep talks and you work out and stuff. Yeah, if you were there and Bruce Willis showed up, he'd be like, whoa, yeah. Bruce Willis. Um, the one, there was one that I went to that was cool. Um, but some it would be really annoying. Like, after you, after like, seeing Honey Yeah, after seeing Honey Boy, I wouldn't want to go to rehab with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no. I was Honey Boy. I do want to see it though. It's uh, good. Yeah, it, I liked Honey Boy. It's like, good. The, just the performance is because he plays his crazy dad, and that's good. But the kid who plays Shia LaBeouf does a great job too. Yeah. But it shows how like Shia LaBeouf's rehab vibe has zero chill. Yeah. Uh, anytime it cut back to that, it, I was just kind of like, oh, I wish they had just stayed with Shia and that and the kid. Yeah. I, I liked. I mean. I'm very Yeah, do you go check out rehabs like you're, ch- like you're looking at colleges? <laughs> well, we did it with shopping Fox. Remember we had the like, clipboard and we went all over Hollywood to those shitty hotels? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but no, that's so funny. Like, all right, uh, let's check. Like, how's your yoga program here? And I, I see you have a revolving uh, door of different visiting chefs that come in. And yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, they have a pool. A pool. You got to have a pool. Salt water? Uh, this was, no, this was not salt water. It was chlorine. But they had a hot tub. And yeah, it was, it was, you know, they have like fountains. What was the thread? What, what's the thread count on those sheets? <laughs> the uh, thread count on the sheets? Yeah. I have no idea. But my, Egyptian cotton? room the whole time, which was. Oh, was yeah, that's clutch because. What you is got it? Your own room because you're, oh, yeah. you don't want to get that wild card roommate. No, you, you know? Don't. Oh, the first time I had this guy that I became friends with in the beginning, and he was just this fat Italian guy, but then he was like shitting all the time in the middle of the night. And <laughs> like, oh. yeah. and they became like obsessed with me and wanted to sit with me all the time. And, Ew. You know, and also, you, you don't want yeah. the roommate... Like, paying $14,000 for this? That was an insurance one. You don't want the roommate where who like he like wakes up in the middle of the night like man let's get out of here man I found a loophole to get a, I found a weakness in their security yeah. let's or just you, fucking go man yeah or like Danny Masterson <laughs> I you know I would want I'd be like I'd call my insurance and be like I now I want a single room <laughs> I don't yeah what, what are we what's the rate on that I bet it'd be fun if like uh, like Diane Keaton was there yeah if she was your roommate. <laughs> Yeah, she'd have all kinds of great stories, and she's positive, you know? Yeah. You'd yeah. be like, oh, I'm up here with Diane Keaton. Yeah. Like her wine. My name is uh, Diane Keaton, and I'm a uh, narcotic da- addict, <laughs> a sex addict, an alcoholic. <laughs> you think Diane Keaton's ever boofed uh, drugs? Uh, I was just thinking. Yeah, maybe. Just it looked like, <laughs> she looked like she had just boofed some before the Oscars this year. She yeah. looked She looked way out of it. She looked like she was super fucked up. cool? I mean, well, not cool, but when did it become, uh, you know, popular? Uh, I mean, I think I think it was always a big thing in the opium den world because you would like, 
Or like, oh, I, like 1890, I'd be like, hey, Lynn, put it in my ass. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, you just take like a ball of opium and just kind of stick it up there. And uh, mm, yeah, yeah, the 80s, like probably, probably the stuff. 80s. I know opium's so great to smoke. Why would you want to do it that way? I feel like it came because it was popular in the 80s. It's just, it feels like such an 80s thing. Yeah, yeah but um, 80s, yeah, oh, because of Coke, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. But uh, Di- DiCaprio really made it, uh, kind of brought it back. He made it look really fun in Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. did. And that was the 90s, so he must have been kind of the last of the Mohicans. You know, though, he, he, boofs, <laughs> he boofs it into the, into the uh, prostitute's uh, ass, but I think I would have liked to seen the prostitute boofing it into uh, Oh, his. yeah, because the only scene of that where he's got something up his ass is he's got a candlestick up there. Right. Yeah, they never show him him, him getting it booed. Yeah, him getting booed. That would have been one way. Interesting. That, that would have been it. That would have because the 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 scene where he he boofs it into her was definitely like gripping. I was like, oh, we're in uh-huh. for an awesome yeah, movie. Yeah. But if it was her into him, and you just have <laughs> you're on DiCaprio's face, and you just kind of see the humps of his butt behind his head, <laughs> and he's and just then like, she's just, he's like, oh, and then it's just like you're probably wondering how I got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like fun. And the whiteness continues in this film. <laughs> now, they're, now they're on the beach, both dressed in white. Yeah, just walking on this like gorgeous stretch of Hampton Beach. And he gives her like a nice polished stone, beach stone. Oh, wow. God, this movie's white. <laughs> Have you ever watched that Outsider show? Uh, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, it's great. I- Love it? Yeah. Uh, is it like a metaphor for addiction or something? I, first, I didn't like all the supernatural shit, but now I kind of like it. Yeah, I wanted more Jason Bateman. He was great. Me yeah. Too. I know. I and was just getting used to him as a psychologist. It had to have been, yeah. it had to have been he had like another obligation. He's like, I'll do two episodes, but I got to go do this other thing. But the yeah, thing. I got to do Ozark season three. Because <laughs> yeah, the, no, probably. That's he the thing, was probably. so great when he walks out of the, uh, out of the woods with the. Uh, the uh, the blood all over his mouth after the kid mm-hmm. was dead, and I was just a little disappointed that we didn't. Because I'd love to see Jason Bateman eating a kid in the woods. I mean, maybe yeah, we'll be, maybe they'll show exactly they, what. They still might have that as like a flashback. Yeah, and then, um, but uh, but also when he goes to jail and there's like all those like tough prisoners oh, in that God. one room, he's like, I can't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good because somebody said that his acting style is he just wished the movie would be over. Yeah. And he na- it, it's never more true than in The Outsider. Yeah. He's he, like, he wants to get out of there. I can't go in there. <laughs> right. I can't go in there. Yeah. I bet that's what it was. I bet he's like, I'll direct the first two and star. And then, yeah, you're right. Ozark. He's got to do Ozark. Right. That TV, um, those TV schedules. Stephen King used to have a uh, pretty respectable drug drawer, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the king. No, yeah. he was definitely, uh, he was definitely, ho- he was definitely doing a lot of nose candy when he was writing yeah. Cujo and Salem's Lot and Christine. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Christine? It's like uh, this car is possessed by the devil. That's Coke. <laughs> yeah. That's what Coke does. That's a Coke oh idea. This car is possessed by the devil. Let's call it Christine. He's yeah. just a crazy girl. I doing doing Coke <laughs> with Stephen King would terrify me. Yeah, it would bug me yeah. out because it's like, dude, I can't handle the he's yelling Coke. He's telling more ghost stories. Well, you know how they <laughs> they have that show comedians getting car coffee in cars. They should have like uh, horror writers doing Coke in fucking in vans. <laughs> But also with him, it would just be like, dude, fucking kinks, kings in there fucking going off about like his, his new idea. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, it's called the shining. It's this kid who can see stuff. And this, well, 
I mean, also because Stephen King, he looks like an insane person. <laughs> yeah. So if he yeah, wasn't he a does. horror r- r- movie, I mean, that guy would be like a perfect serial killer. I mean, he's <laughs> right. like, yeah. or he would just no, be he the. Just d- looks like a guy that lives in a haunted mansion in Maine, and that's what he is. He also looks like a bartender at like a really oak bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and he's like isn't really in the mood for your shit. Like, dude, so I can't handle fucking hanging out with that dude anymore. He's got to fucking sober up. <laughs> he just gets coked up and talks about all the things that can be possessed. <laughs> it's like, oh, my fucking picture Where did frame. Steve, Stephen King go to college? University of Maine? Uh, he's a big Maine guy. <laughs> yeah, he loves New England. I mean, he, I mean he's, the, he's, he's the man. I wonder where he got into like drugs and stuff though. Like Maine, you wouldn't think. Of you know, though, I will say I uh, I prefer the Stephen King stuff made into movies because I find the ideas really clever yeah. and really scary. And the book, but yeah. the mm-hmm. book, the writing, the the books don't scare me. Yeah, no, yeah, I I read the. kind of. I think I read ahead, The Shining. Ahead. I think, and it's not scary. It's just it's there's something different about. Like I find, I find true crime stuff more scary reading than like the yeah, the, the the Stephen King books. Well, I find like really good directing like yeah, more a, scary than reading like mm-hmm. scary stuff. Like the yeah. like yeah. the scene, like the or whatever is like not gonna scare me. Or like just the scene when Brad Pitt goes to the Spawn Ranch. Right. Yeah. Like watching that that, watching something really well filmed with tension scares me more than like scary writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big big paperbacks from the eighties don't. Me when you open them up and a scary scene. Say, You're okay, first of all. Yeah. You imagine in your head. You're like, oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Stephen King wrote it on cocaine. Of course he did. It's yeah. like, and I'm gonna call it it. No, I'm gonna call it it. No, it, it. Is. it's a clown. I, I it's a clown that lives in the sewer. Cool. Yeah, we're calling it it. Yeah. How great is that? It's called it. It. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been so nuts in meetings. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, what what must it have been like to be Stephen King's editor? You'd have to be on like three uh, times as much coke <laughs> as he was. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, or you just like put the phone on speakerphone and just close your ears. Yeah. The best though was Stephen King played that cleaner in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, that was incredible. And oh, yeah. he's got to get rid of that body, and and he like brings it down to the basement, and and they're like, so uh, what? It, where's the body? He, he goes, what body? <laughs> yeah. He's in, he's so good on that. Yeah, it was, he was perfect to play that role. Yeah, he I really was. Better at that role than he is an author. He's got a lot of great stories and stuff. You know? <laughs> he does have a lot of good stories. No, no I he, I, I always will, like Fitzgerald or anything where that's like the dialogue is it's, it's just uh, but they're they're good like Shawshank obviously a pretty good story. Yeah. No. I mean, he's like the best writer ever. Yeah. But I remember I asked one time I was like, how does that guy like fucking? He's got so many things just dancing in his head and they're all so dark. Like, how does he even fucking sleep? And he just purges it out. Yeah. He gets rid of all of it. And then he can sleep. Yeah, probably. And then, and then he's yeah. Dr. Sleep. Yeah. No, because he, yeah, I feel like he's always typing away. I think so. I think he just Danielle Steele, I think, does that, too. She just, like, writes a book in, like, one night. And She's kind of, she kind of scares me, like, more than Stephen King. She's kind of a... But are her books scary? Yeah. No. No, they're 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 like uh, they're romance stuff. Like every so often, there'll be one like with a ghost in it. And she's like the queen of like those books at pharmacies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's the pharmacy yeah. book queen. It's those. She's, b- the big, she's the queen of San Francisco. She is, she lives. In yeah. The ah. property. You know what was the best? Are the books that were in pharmacies where you? It's the cover. It's like a group of people, but there's a circle cut out, mm-hmm. and you open up the page. Oh the- yeah, like VC VC Andrew had a lot of those. <laughs> those uh, are the best. Yeah, like flowers yeah. in the attic. You'd have that top cover, and then like the kids would be 
in the second one. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at Daniel Steele. Yeah, and I also like the. Uh, she looks like a Daniel Steele. I also like the those those uh, grocery store paperbacks and like the 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 front covers almost like braille. It's like, like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. Firm, like, <laughs> yeah, Joe just bought me the firm in paperback. Oh, the all those Grisham ones had yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like clunky and yeah, yeah. Totally. The first book you read that was you know not like adult book, but you know not Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. So like Patriot Games or you know an actual book for adults. yeah, not like how to eat fried worms. Like yeah, the the first book I remember reading that I was you know the first book I remember reading that I really. I really liked um, Death Be Not Proud when I read hmm. that in high school. That oh, was that like is the a good first one. high school book that I like. I was on a bus ride and I had to read it for school, and I really that is a good book. I really locked into that one. He had quite the tumor. Yeah, Charlie Brown mm-hmm. teaches that book. Yeah. No, I think I read Patriot Games when I was like twelve or something. That's when I was like, I'm going to read big, you know, big person. Oh, actually, and I like the I like the Celestine Prophecy. Hmm. I oh, thought I, I thought that was kind of cool. What's that the first? Been on the list for a while now. Well, because that was like it kind of introduced you to some new age concepts, but it was like also like a thriller because he was like, was it Michael Crichton? No, it's um, Jonathan Redman or something. Uh, what was the first book I read? He's like he's he's like on, he's like down in Peru on a quest for these like sacred teachings, and there's like bad guys that want to get it. Like I don't know the the publishers so the, of the Secret or something. The question was more: What was the first book you read as a kid? That's kind of an adult book, right? Hmm. Uh, See, because I would try and read uh, Stephen King, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. it was, I guess get maybe lost. for me, yeah. it was I maybe. Mean, oh, I read The Testament by John Grisham. Mm. That was one that didn't get into a movie. Oh, that's, yeah, that's gripping. It didn't get made into a movie. It's actually not that gripping. That's why it right. didn't get made into a movie. Uh, I, there's, I feel like there was another one. I don't know, but so like those Matt Christopher books weren't exactly adult. Yeah, it's like and then t- like touchdown, Tommy. And then when you got to junior year, it was cool. Oh, yeah. It was cool to have like on the road in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. But I tried to read both of those, and I was like, "This sucks." I never thought it was that cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "These, I like the authors look cool, like cool dudes, but like these <laughs> yeah. books still suck." I liked on the road, I thought I was so hip because I like stole it from this bookstore and like took out on Greyhound and read it, and then yeah, but it, it is, it was really dorky actually. Like, I never really had like the book moment. Yeah, yeah. You still, you still don't really like books. No, I don't. Uh, I like the Howard Stern book. Yeah, I, actually, I just ordered Private Parts in uh, paperback. Oh, you know what? I, I read that. I read that when I was a Private freshman. Parts. Private Parts. See, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I read, um, that Zeppelin book. Uh, oh, I read Hammer of the Gods. I read that when I was in sixth grade, and that I couldn't yeah. put down. See, I, was I like obsessed, books like that. I was obsessed with Led Zeppelin in sixth grade. That's a lot of content for. No, I mean totally. Like they're like sod- they sodomize like groupies with a with shark parts. Like, I like nonfiction. Yeah, it'd non- be like Jimmy Page like tying girls up. Like in sixth grade, and I did a uh, I did a book report on Hammer of the Gods, and I had the the uh, the shoe box that you looked inside, and there was a picture of Zeppelin, and I made a Zeppelin cut. I had little action figures in the crowd, and Zeppelin was in the back of the thing. You know those dioramas you'd make and like put the light in the shoebox yeah. and like oh, look yeah. inside. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, I did a Zeppelin concert yeah. of a diorama and then like, <laughs> and I had to give like a synopsis to class and I was like, and then they were rumored to have sold their souls to the devil and then I think like my parents had to come in for a con- <laughs> for a conference. <laughs> Which is so stupid because you're, you're exposing yourself to like incredible music, like the, some of the best music ever made. Ever made, but but their behavior is a, yeah, little, it's a little questionable. Not the best behavior yeah, ever, no. I guess depending upon how you look at it. Yeah, especially because they just come to 
town, and if I had a daughter who was like in sixth grade, I she'd just go out with her friends and get hammered and hook up with one of the guys and end up in a cage in yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Page's house. But I wonder how I would react if my like sixth grade daughter was reading uh, like a book about um, Kid Rock or something. I don't know. I mean, no, I guess yeah, that wouldn't uh, be. I don't think he wasn't putting like, he wasn't putting humans in Ze- cages. No, Zeppelin. Yeah, no, that was the thing. That was the and all that stuff was celebrated. Like even like Jimmy Page tying up groupies and leaving for two days. In the book, it's not like oh they need to talk to Jimmy. He's got a problem. Uh-huh. It was like that oh, was yeah. just rock and roll. That was a Jimmy being Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> this is Jimmy being. Jimmy. No, but also we went to Catholic high school, elementary yeah. school. Like yeah, okay. Yeah, I like I like biographies and nonfiction. That's what I. Those are the books I gravitate towards. Yeah, you like. No, the that, now I pretty much only read biographies and nonfiction. That's I just occasional fiction. But I, I, I just I would always read like Nabokov and think I was so smart, and I was just too. I, I don't have time to read that shit anymore. I like watching stories as opposed to reading stories. Mm-hmm. Like I like stuff like based on real. Like I loved the Howard Stern book. I liked like any like music book. I get book on the Grateful Dead, but like when it's a book like uh, like a Gr- I mean I love those Grisham books, but I'm also kind of like, uh, yeah. Ugh, yeah, I get it. Although, Call of the Wild's incredible. Call of the Wild. I read. Good. I read Call of the Wild in like two days. Yeah, that I mean, you I can't put that book down. Right, it's so good. No, like yeah, there's the there's the class. The movie does not look good. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> it looks a little challenging. It's like Harrison Ford with this dog that just doesn't look that intimidating. No, that one's yeah, that one's better as a book. Um, you enjoyed that uh, Sonny Liston book. Oh, uh, Sonny Barger, the Hell's Angels guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. I like the I like Tales of uh, Biker. See, there Nags. you go. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a book I could get into. Nice. Well, uh, um, wait, how much time we got left there, Phil? We got about two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> how, how's everything up in uh, in Frisco? <laughs> good, good. Yeah. No, Sorry, San, San Fran. One of the things about being a you know uh, insider and a fan is like you, you're it's like I'm gonna go on I'm gonna hear supper's done relax a little bit so that and then but in real life the post production guys are putting supper's done on in the beginning of the show <laughs> and doing all that stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, like you think it's gonna be like you're gonna be on the phone and like supper's done's gonna start the opening song yeah, of Camp yeah, Good Boy. Yeah, and it just doesn't. And then you hear Good Morning Campers. I'm like, oh wait, uh, I guess they're starting early. <laughs> oh wait, you were listening to Good Boy uh, in rehab. Uh, I didn't because they, they, unless you really need your phone there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, right. I I mean, I cranked through three good boys on Friday. Catherine, too. Oh, uh, Catherine listens to good boy? Uh, she's a big, yeah, she's, she's probably a bigger fan than I am. Nice. Shout out, shout out, Catherine. Big shout out. Funny thing happened on the, uh, good boy. Like I was in the steam room and you know how your phone does like stupid shit when it gets wet? Mm-hmm. And like you, know, <laughs> you were asking something, and it went to like something. Someone talking about like the Cuban Missile Crisis, like <laughs> in a very intellectual manner. And they're like, I mean, and he called Khrushchev, and he demanded. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is Camp Good Boy. Earl Grey on Camp Good. I've never heard them listen to someone. Just not, they're nodding, listening to this. It just goes from like boof and ketamine <laughs> to like uh, to to like General Khrushchev and the. Uh, this American Life. Yeah, so it just flipped to another pod, and yeah, but it, uh, the timing was amazing. But by the way, you sent me a, a, a Stetson Cowboy hat, a beautiful hat uh, from rehab, 
And, um, and usually like sometimes like you'll throw a cowboy hat on, like, I don't know. It's just like, Whoa, party guy. But <laughs> I wore the, I wore, I've been wearing the hat and I've, I get more compliments on that hat. They're such good it's hats. It's not like, Ooh, look out for cowboy hat guy. It's like, well, that's a beautiful hat. That looks really well, good. Well, there's so you. much more classic. Yeah. Like if you throw on like, maybe like a one that's a little like, like a Vince Neil one. No. Yeah. It's like, oh, just like, oh, yeah. Stetsons right. are like beautiful no, those, hats. Yeah. Those Stetsons are a different deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's re- um, really really good. The homie Taddy Moore or whatever, the homie Tad Moore, like that only exists on the pod. Yeah. But, so I, like, I didn't know you. It wasn't like in L.A. You, I was always known as the homie Tad Moore. But showing some of Good Boys fame, I'll I'll text him like like Happy Birthday to uh, a friend, and he goes, "Thanks, the homie Tad Moore." Oh, that's great! I love oh. that. So, yeah. yeah. We're just getting out. Yeah. We really have a th- we we should do like live at the Purple Onion. Yeah. <laughs> They uh, no yeah we got a lot of fans of we got a lot of yeah we're really doing well there's a lot of Frisco love and uh, for good boy Conan used to come up and do like a show in San Francisco for like five days (laughs) or they go to L A yeah yeah let me give some Instagram shout outs Um, hey shout out uh, Brendan Donnelly hey shout out shout out Um, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name I'm gonna try both it's either Rang OG or Rangog hey I'll go with Rangog Rangog hey man shout out Um, hey shout out Dexatrim. Hey, shout out. Hey, Dexatrim, yeah, half-bone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, shout out another meme page. For meme, not you. Hey, shout out. Big shout out. Uh, hey, shout out A underscore Amoils. Hey, shout out. Been with us for a sec. Uh, hey, shout out Jack Pot- Pottycorn. <laughs> <laughs> I hope a- Jack, or Potty or Potycorn? I don't potty-corn. know. Potty that's, corn. that's definitely Pottycorn. Yeah, shout out. Uh, hey, shout out uh, Alexis Lee Problems. Shout out. Shout out. And hey, last one. Shout out Janet Forklift. Oh, shout out. <laughs> shout out, guys. Yeah. Thanks for following. Thanks for uh, supporting the page. <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks. So just uh, just an update for anybody. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, this movie is just, they're not having a picnic on the beach. <laughs> they're back at the same beach they were walking at. Their clothes are even whiter. Yeah. They're actually literally white. They're picking up more smooth <laughs> stones from the clean. I don't think they've banged yet either. Right. Oh, I think they're about oh, to. Oh, no, here's the big white people problem. There's a lightning <laughs> storm in, at Amagansett. And they have, to, they have to get their... I like that they take times to get their picnic basket in the, uh, as the turbulent storm brings them inside. I wonder what's going to happen when they go inside yeah. the safe house. I think this is where the power goes out and they, uh, they go to... They, they... Now, does, is there like a Viagra beat with Nicholson Yo. in this? Oh, yeah, yeah. big time. Big time. So here we are. Uh, what are we gonna do now? We're we gonna fuck. You know what'd be great in this movie is if uh, it was he was like Jack Torrance, <laughs> like <laughs> Melmanda Pete and Diane Keaton are like running on the beach, and he's just like staring out the window, yeah. like fucking Jack Torrance of The Shining. Yeah, that would be kind of funny if one of those YouTubers <laughs> did a mashup of uh, like The Shining, sort of ominous Shining music. Something's got to shine. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> And then Keanu Reeves is like wondering what's going on. He just fucking axes Keanu yeah, Reeves. Keanu's like the scat man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Oh, here we go. Oh, they're about to do it. They're about to bang. Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah, late into the... Supper's done. Let me just go get my Viagra. Like, that's got to be surreal getting, uh, getting fucked by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> As a man or a woman. <laughs> Like I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, would you? For the story, would you let Nicholson fuck actually, you? Actually, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, for the story, no. 
<laughs> I'm like Norm Macdonald and Billy Madison. I would not. Oh, does he say he'll have sex with that's Jack what the, That's what their their whole the, our conversation is. He's like, who would you rather bone, oh, Jack right. Nicholson or Meg Ryan? And he's like, Jack Nicholson now or 1964? And he's like, or 74. He's like, 74, it's like Meg Ryan and Norm Macdonald's like, Really? Whoa, that, wait, no, I didn't realize that was already a joke, but they're talking about banging Jack Nicholson. I'm talking about letting Jack Nicholson bang <laughs> yeah, you. Right. Uh, that would just be so weird. No, because if I saw that in like the, if I caught a shot of that in the mirror, in the mirror and I just saw him. But uh, also knowing that that sensation that was, that was happening to you is Jack Nicholson's penis. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be weird. That would be strange, yeah. I'd pay someone to do that and then tell me about it after. Yeah, I couldn't handle that truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Tad. The homie Tad Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Nice talking always to you. Always delivers. Thanks for having me. I Who's? think I hear Stuffer's Done coming on. Yep. We have Thanks. episode 80 next. Yeah. We got it. Uh, Jay Zaro? Oh, yeah, we wow, got it. How appropriate. There you go. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to. We got to go, uh, mm. go down the roster and see what we got for episode 80. I think Jay Zaro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 79. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, creeping closer to that 100th episode. Nice. All righty, man. All right, the homie Tad Moore. All right. Going up there. Signing off. They say, yeah, have fun at us on Noche tonight. <laughs> <laughs>